The suspense of the last three seconds before the clap always kills me. Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. We are that sick and t- I mean that D&D podcast. Uh, welcome. Uh, my name is Zach, he, him pronouns, and we are continuing our uh, adventure in the, <laughs> in the snowy town of Soul Spring um, that I have no idea what's about to happen next. It should be very interesting. Um, my players will now introduce themselves uh, in Discord order. Thank you. Uh, hi, I'm Adam. Uh, he, him. Uh, I will be playing the Longbowman Elamir and doing something, and I barely remember. Sorry. That's, uh, that's all right. Well, I will. I will recap momentarily. Hi, I'm Jonathan. I, he, him. I am playing Untruflum. Uh Who is this troll? Maybe Thor-like character. Who? It's weird. I don't even know anymore. Why did you let me do this, Zach? <laughs> I do not honestly know why. <laughs> hey, I'm Mike. Uh, he, him pronouns. I am uh, sick with COVID, so I apologize. I could really use a Dr. Armstrong, which is the character that I'm playing, <laughs> um, who's a doctor in air quotes only. But sort of a healer, right? You let that one guy get in touch with his like inner self before he got pulverized. Yeah, yeah, the doctor can absolutely heal people, um, but that doesn't make them a doctor. Fair. That's fair. Right, like, Dr. Doom is a doctor. Well, he actually had, like, a piece of paper, though. Right. Dr. Armstrong does not have that paper. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yes, so, uh, for those who've been following along at home, uh, this will be a, a short recap. We, our heroes have come to the, the small... Whoa, 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 whoa. Our protagonists. Our protagonists. Our protagonists. The people we've been following from point of view uh, have come to this town. And uh, so the town of Soul Spring, this old mountain town, encountered a bunch of weird stuff, found some dead bodies, got, got attacked by wolves who didn't really want to fight them, but kind of did. Um... Just blew up some assassin-looking dudes at one point. And then spent some time doing laps around the village, asking people where someone was. Turned out they were dead. And now they're following the mayor of the town, who was the granddaughter of the guy who was dead, and the person who was supposed to be... The grandfather was also the person they were supposed to be delivering things to. Uh, into her grandfather's shop um, and she has recently had her mind read by an individual in the party who discerned that she is about to go unlock something and get a, a ceremonial dagger out of it and the guards following her around are acting just super shady. Does that bring everybody back up to speed? Are there details you feel like I'm missing? I mean... I feel, I feel like there's just this whole village is just full of cultists. So maybe we are the heroes. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're cultists, though. Right? Like, I don't. I don't know. They felt very culty to me. I mean, it's definitely a cult, but like, I don't think they're all cultists. You know? Huh. I, I think, think that there's like how this is definitely a barbecue, but not all these people are barbecuers. I don't understand. Like, what the? <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> like. 
Draw me, draw me a verbal Venn diagram here, Mike. So we've got, we've got this church, right? And this church doesn't seem to be necessary. There's some sort of schism going on between the people of the elf body holders, which is, um, like either maliciously or in some other way, non-maliciously taking over people's brain meats, except for this person with the key. Right. So like that doesn't necessarily make everybody cultists, but there's like a church and then there's like a cult that's like possessing people. So I'm just super curious to where this is going to go. Like it could turn out that this church is filled with like, could be like an, the evil kind of church and it could be a good kind of cult. I don't know. We'll see. You assume that literally anyone here is good, including the player characters. I mean, my character thinks of himself as good. Your, your character removed someone's like basic biological functions with his mind at one point. Good at killing people with their minds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move it along then. So yes, the last uh, when we last uh, were here, the the blizzard in town is intensifying. Even since you've gotten here, when it was pretty bad, um, you have accompanied. Um, let me make sure I'm getting the name right here. I think it's Ilsa. Yes. It wasn't Elsa, that's all I remember. Ilsa Ehrlich, uh, granddaughter of Burton Ehrlich and mayor of the town. She's dressed pretty nicely, um, although she's got some blood on her now because she sort of, you know, rough, ruffled through her grandfather's corpse. Um, and she is just now using the key she got off his body to open the front door of his shop, which you've already been in the backside of, back in the storage area. Um, and the... Four guards people, guardsmen that you follow, that have been accompanying you this whole time, are right behind her, getting ready to go through the door. And two of them, the last, so the last thing we saw last time was that two of them exchanged a really shifty looking glance between the two of them. Um, she opens the oh, door right. and steps um, inside. Is there a way for me to like destroy their brains? I mean, read their thoughts. Yes, there absolutely is. Uh, you have. Multiple powers along those lines, but I think the telepathy one is the most relevant, right? Yeah, telepathy is the right. Do either of them go in after her? Yes, they are all. Um, they are all getting ready to file in behind her, behind her. They are the first two through the door behind her. Okay, right, then I start with the shiftiest of the two. Okay, spend your. Uh, Spend your uh, ISP. Do you happen to know how many ISP to spend? I'm looking for that document. It is 10, I believe. I was actually just looking for my book and I cannot immediately find it around me. So, um, I think I cleaned and that was a mistake. Um, So yeah, spend your 10 ISP and you get to read surface thoughts. All right, shifty person, show me what you got. Um, I'm going to... Uh, for dramatic purposes, roll a saving throw. Oh, it's four. Telepathy is four. What? Telepathy is four. For dramatic purposes? Um, yeah. Oh, wait, no. My bonus for nowhere, it's a, it's a conditional saving throw. 
Oh, standard. You get a standard saving throw. Yep. Okay. These guys are not very good at saving versus psionics. However, this guy saves. Miraculously. Uh, you don't get anything off this guy besides, like, a vague feeling of apprehension and guilt. All right. Well, I'm going to switch to the other one um, while somebody else takes an action. And I'll stay, like, within brain-smiting sight of them. Okay. So that's probably the last thing you can do before they disappear through the door here. That guy does not save. That guy does not feel nearly the guilt the other one does. In fact, this guy's immediate surface thoughts are a little bit murderous, actually. Um, I tell Thor Trollnarok. Troll Ragnarok? Hmm? I, I tell our troll mentally that there's murder afoot. Oh, no. But not our, like, we're not committing it this time. Yet. Somebody else is, gonna, is intent on murder. Where's uh, our sniper? Does our sniper have eyes on target? I think I'm right there. Yeah. With her? Yeah. I'm like, okay. I don't know if I've up got, for the fact that they're not very good at escorting this lady. I don't know if I've got everybody. I don't know if this is like a party line of brain to brain communication, but if it's not, I give Adam the. They're going to murder the person, Nod. The Nod that you've worked out ahead of time for potential murderings? I mean, that feels like a fairly important thing for us. Well, also, Adam, yeah, your, like, trained senses, your elven senses plus your, like, general combat experience and training tell you that, like, these guardsmen are keyed up significantly. Like, there's sort of a vibe coming off them that's, there is violence afoot. Uh, thick, your I'm never not gonna laugh when I do that to myself. Thick, your um, your god radar goes off. Okay. And uh, you immediately this one's fairly clear. You get a flash of Ilsa. Yeah. And the idea that she's in danger. Okay. Um. As as the, as the back of the two as the backs of the two guards at the front just sort of flit through the door behind Ilsa. Sorry, I'm finishing my bagel. Um, okay, I'm just trying to figure out. Eh, because I'm still in like the little old granny form. Yes, <laughs> you are. <laughs> um. I will make concerned noises like, oh, honey, you shouldn't have to see this by yourself. And just kind of like push through the other two guards. <laughs> make sure that I'm up next to her and like holding her hand. Just like, I'll be with you for support, dearie. Okay. And also, you know, try and put myself in that situation between the guards and her. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you push forward. Um, Adam, you're, uh, or Elamir, you're right there, right? Yeah, I think last session I kind of figured these guys really didn't know what they were doing very well. Uh-huh. Or they were doing a poor job of escorting this lady. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think I was trying to take a position to make up for that. Okay. Yeah. You uh you have one side you have basically one of her shoulders you're immediately behind one of her shoulders and uh Granny Thick is immediately behind like the other one sort of I'm imagining you, because I'm imagining you have like a cane or something because you're going full Donald Blake, right? <laughs> um, as you sort of 
hobble forward because your speed is three. Yeah. And you almost like grab her wrist to to stabilize yourself as you get there. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and she she'll she'll nod to you, uh, Granny, and but she looks determined to like go do this thing, and that's immediately what she does. She walks through the door um, and into the darkened shop. I I hobble along with her. Okay. Oh, honey. Uh, I let the guards go first, but I follow them in too. Okay. So, inside the shop, it looks like the front end of just about any shop you've ever seen. Uh, it's a little bit more cluttered, maybe, like there's been stuff sorted up here and that hasn't been put away. Um, and remember, this is one of those old style shops, dry goods shops, where you don't, there's not shelves and things for you to pick stuff up off of. There's like a yeah. counter that. The, the proprietor stands behind. But over in one corner, there is a uh, collection of just sort of lock boxes on the wall, almost like like bus station locker style, right? Yeah. Um, and Ilsa walks over to one of the larger ones of those and puts the key in as the, the guards move to sort of flank her as she, as she walks. Uh, she... She pushes the key into the lock, turns it, opens the lock, opens the, the the door, and you can see all of you that are in the room, which I assume is all of you now, um, can see all of the guards bristle a little bit, like like they, their their physical demeanor shifts in like the same way that a a like if you slam your door and there's a cat in the room, right? Same sort of like physical posture shift. And she reaches into this thing and pulls out a small object, maybe a foot long, probably not even, uh, wrapped in some sort of ornate cloth. And she she sort of pulls one flap of the cloth up to look inside and then seemingly satisfied... She rewraps it very quickly and puts it in her coat um, and then starts heading towards the door. And immediately the guards, all four of them, turn and stare. They're clearly sizing up the the three unknown parties in the room. (coughs) I look weak and pathetic. Fair. (laughs) Um... Are either of the other two assuming some sort of, like, aggressive posture, or are you just observing at this point? Excellent question. I don't know that I have it in me to be, to mimic an aggressive posture. (laughs) Adam, what are you, or sorry, Adam, what are you doing first? Well, uh, first of all, I want to say, was I close enough to see what was in the package that she pulled out? Um, sure. Yeah. Um, inside is a, well, you didn't see all of it, but you did see enough to know that it looks like a dagger, an athame, some sort of like, maybe a smaller short sword, some sort of bladed weapon slash tool, um, that's roughly that size, right? Um, I mean, I'm just going to continue sticking by her. Uh, you know, she's my client now. 
<laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, the stuff you brought into town is actually still on the mule. Uh, yeah. Okay. So until she takes receipt of that, I can't let anything happen to her. It's true. All right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I I make some sort of comment about how... Um, was there anybody injured in LA, like still at the... Like nearby? No, never mind. Okay. I look doctorly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you did definitely help some of these uh, guardsmen's compatriots survive the fight with the wolves. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to like, you know, I don't I don't know how to use that as a reference. So. Okay. I am. Uh, could, sorry. Could you psychically exude some sort of feeling of trustworthiness, competence? Ooh, that's a good question. No. Okay. No, the I, I, my my psychic abilities are figure out which person they need to turn off and turn off that person. <laughs> um, and then I have try to heal people to so that I'm not burned at the stake. <laughs> yep, those are those are all all useful useful techniques. Yes, Mike didn't pick the the more subtle psychic powers uh, of persuasion. He went straight for assaulting the central nervous system of anyone who displeases him. I also have a psychic punch. (laughs) I imagine that you are uh, probably fairly competent at appearing doctorly, right? I mean, I'm I'm kind of an odd bird, right? Because I've got like a spear and a shield and I'm trained in boxing right like i probably look like a guardsman i guess or like a mercenary spear and a shield you're dressed in like cold weather stuff i assume so like yeah you look like a viking yeah i'm 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 (laughs) dr viking dr viking We'll just name you Thor, and it'll be super confusing since Thor is the other person yes. in the party. Well, I should be Loki then. <laughs> no, Ooh. you are. Oh no. Oh, oh, geez. Oh no. Adam, avoid mistletoe. You're gonna have to explain that for my friend here who doesn't understand that. Uh, Balder, who is Thor's and Loki's brother, younger brother, was the one who got killed by mistletoe. He's also the one that's uh, actually good at fighting. Yes. He was like, everybody loved him. It was all funny. And Loki ends up killing him with some mistletoe because everything else in the world promised his mother not to hurt him. Uh, okay. My, uh, I just know Balder from his gate. Yep. Like, actual Viking myths are crazy as shit. They really are. They really are. Okay. So, um, <laughs> the... The guardsman, the immediate impression... So, Ilsa is focused on this dagger and what she's about to go do. She's pretty oblivious to any sort of impending doom that might be filling her surroundings at this exact moment. But, the guardsmen are definitely... I'm I'm gonna go back... I'm gonna go back to our, like, trained combatant here. 
Ilamir, you definitely get the vibe that like if you weren't here, bad stuff would be going down, but they're not willing to do it in front of you. <laughs> bad stuff for Elsa or probably, yeah. Interesting. Um and Ilsa starts heading for heading for the door. She's got places to be with this new package that she has uh, has acquired. And the guards shuffle in behind her. You have that mental thing, right? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Okay, so is anyone else feeling like these guys are going to get stabby and we should probably stab them before the other cult people are around? Maybe one of them is going to mysteriously fall ill here in a moment. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I just just let me know when I'm allowed to rip them in half, okay? Yeah, I mean, that might be somewhat distressing to Ilsa, because I, I think she's assuming they're on her side. Pretty sure she's wrong. Well, I'm not saying she's right. <laughs> Listen, I just have to protect her. I don't think she has to be happy about it. Oh, okay. oh! It's it's rather common for you that people are very unhappy about your protection. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean that's just Tuesday, okay? All right, um, we're gonna pick one of them. Oh shit, there's a lot of yeah. It's only ten ISP. I blind one of them. Okay. Okay. Um, he's gonna get a saving throw. So yeah, you spend you spend ten ISP. He fails the saving throw. He's blind for ten minutes. <laughs> well, four to sixteen minutes, but long enough that like he is a pointless person for the next combat. Um, that is that is an unsuccessful save. So yes, uh, one of the guardsmen is. What, what does it look like when you use your powers? Are you like? I assume you're fairly subtle about it, right? Yeah, like I, I do some like Obi Wan slash Professor Xavier bullshit where I like reach my hand towards my head, like okay. I lightly tap my temple or something. Okay, okay. While giving them the evil eye, and woe befalls them. <laughs> Given this is the second time you use the evil eye in like the last fifteen minutes, uh, <laughs> I think maybe you're gonna start like actually having a mildly evil eye at this point like i think i think some blood vessels are starting to like just just explodes in my eye i got just redness yeah either in your eye or like around your eye on your face right like just like i like this yeah the more i use my evil powers the more evil i look yes um but yes the, the 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 lead guards person the one that was like acting the shadiest suddenly stops walking and sc- and a second later screams what's what's wrong I, i'm a doctor i can help the darkness where is is every, where is everyone I, I i put my hand on his shoulder the end times are upon us no it's okay listen to me it's just snow blindness this happens sometimes <laughs> art I'm just asking, this is me as the game master asking right now. Are you attempting to bluff the mountain snow people about <laughs> snow blindness? <laughs> I forgot that we were in mountains of snow people. Um, no, I mean, 
Well, that depends on how you as the game master <laughs> want to be. Like, did I ask that very silly question? Or would I have presence of mind to be like, have you eaten any bad meat recently? Is it possible you have a parasite? Oh, my God. Um... You don't you don't have any medical skills, right? Like at all? We determined. Um, my skills I have espionage. Okay. <laughs> Give me an espionage roll. A successful espionage roll. Okay. That was not a successful espionage roll. So um yes. You say something about snow blindness. Uh and immediately all three of the remaining guards and Ilsa simultaneously turn at you and look at you like you're a dog that just shouted the quadratic equation at them. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell that I said something stupid? <laughs> yes, I, th- I think I think yes. That, that's got to be the tagline for the episode. Um... <laughs> um. Well, uh, I come from a very sunny place, so I don't get out to the snows much. That's what we called it at school. Uh, uh, Morning conversation, anyways. Ilsa will like put her reassuringly tap you on the shoulder, right, with a gloved hand, and then uh, begin walking and and. Moving towards the person who is who is thus afflicted, um, it's it, it will it will be okay. It will it will it will, it will be okay, Embrus. This this will this too will pass. Let us get to the church. You, all of you, and she sort of waves at the other guardsmen and makes a hand motion that's like, "Follow me. We're going to go to the church now." And the wind is whipping. The snow is falling. Night is beginning to descend. It's a real unpleasant place out here in this courtyard right now. But the church is lit up like bright in the night's in the in the night silhouette of like the what passes as a skyline on this village, right? Um all right, so uh, uh Deary, what's so important that you don't want to stay and help your blind friend here? Get him somewhere inside one of these buildings, warm and such. Oh, um if we get him to the church, Istvan can see to him. It, it, it will be fine. But we must get him to... We must go to the church. Okay, honey. Who's Istvan? <laughs> so yeah, she's going to start leading him away. Um, it, gr- <laughs> Granny Thick, it is, uh, it is hard going. Yeah. For an individual of your stature and age out here. <laughs> Um, the elf is probably fine. Uh, Dr. Viking, probably fine. It's not, not pleasant, but, um, and it's only a few minutes of like just walking through this snow blasted courtyard to get to the church. And as you start getting closer to the church, if you're following, uh, you can see that the doors, the front doors you went in and out earlier are wide open. And standing in them is the the tall woman uh, that you met earlier, who actually went to go get Ilsa, mm-hmm. and an even taller priest, who is himself fairly young looking, but also 
maybe a little more elfin in feature than even the tall uh, young helper person was. And they are excitedly, but not frantically, waving Ilsa and the rest of the party in through the front doors. Do I need to turn somebody else off? Okay. No, no. I'm asking the troll and Adam. Oh. Sorry. (laughs) The troll and the elf, do I need to turn somebody else off? Or are we comfortable with these odds? I mean, I'm pretty certain I'll be fine. I mean, yeah, but I'm worried about Elsa. That's a good point. You are all very much just fragile, made of meat things. In my experience, yes. Meat, but also wires. The wires are very important to his game plan. (laughs) I don't know. I guess I'm hesitant to make any more definitive moves until I have a better idea of what's going on here. But I don't know if that's going to be it's going to happen before it's too late. I mean, I'm mean, fine with a murder, just not her. <laughs> be extremely selective of who I murder in this circumstance. That person, no. Everyone else, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty confident that we can. As long as we don't have to kill an entire church full of people, it should be okay. What? That's the tagline. That's the tagline of the episode right there. (laughs) What's wrong with killing an entire church full of people? I mean, you just do it one at a time. So, uh, as Ilsa, uh, again, still like leading this person, this this guardsman, blinded guardsman by the shoulders, uh, comes up to the the top of the steps of the end of the church. Um, She is greeted in a very friendly fashion by this this priest who you have to assume is Istvan that she mentioned previously. Um, and the aide is immediately reaching down to sort of help get the, the wounded incapacitated person into the building. All of the other guards, people are following. You see a couple of them. Ex- none of them, gl- none of them appear to be attempting to exchange comp- conspiratorial glances. I'll just say that at this point. Um, there's no, in fact, none of them are making eye contact with the priest at all as you walk through this door. Um, the priest and the, the helper, uh, greet you as well. Uh, the priest addresses you in a voice that's sort of like powerful, but not very deep. Like it, it, it feels like a young voice, but one that's comfortable speaking above this storm right and he says welcome to uh welcome please come in coming out of the storm we we must get everyone inside uh for safety please come on come inside and he's just all, all but offering you like a hand to drag you into the church at this point i mean we we go in right yeah yeah it's taking with elsa okay yeah, you're let in. Uh, everybody's sort of everybody for the blinded individual is sort of shaking themselves off, uh, trying to get the snow off here in this this sort of entrance area. Um, the the priests gives you another few welcoming glances and then heads over and immediately begins ministering to this uh, blinded guardsman. Um, and when he gets over there. 
uh, you can see that he is he he asked the guardsman to sit down uh, on a pew, I guess, and this priest begins to pray. Question mark Like it's 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 a very like like reverent sort of posture this priest takes immediately, and uh, uh, Grandma Thick, you can immediately you immediately pick up on like okay. This person starts radiating some kind of divine energy thing, right? All right, sure. Like this priest is apparently legit a priest, right? Like capital P priest. Yep. All right. So I was looking through my skills. Unless he's a monster or a fairy, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Also, I feel like that gives you a good idea of Thick's opinion of the people he does work for. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and then, uh, after a second of concentration, uh, this the priest reaches out his hands and sort of places them over the eyes of this person, this guard's person, who's now got their helmet off and like, like, has sat down and sort of assume the position right to receive a blessing and the hands descend towards this person's face and they touch the eyes and there's a flash of like visible light not like bright light not like a flash bulb going off but like sort of a warm light but like the kind of light that comes off like a moon during the summer right just as the sun falls like just as the just as uh, just as the sun goes past the horizon, that like sort of orangish yellow glow that comes off the moon, same color, right? Mm-hmm. And there is a gasp from the seated guards person, and then the priest pulls his hands back, and the guards person's eyes are open and very clearly like focusing on the the area around them. Clearly, this person has been cured. There is rejoicing amongst those in attendance. I clap politely. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard, damn it. It's all at work. Uh, Internally, uh, Brother Armstrong readjusts the primary target in the room. <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. So while this is all going on, over in one corner, uh, Ilsa and the other person, the the helper, the young woman who helps, uh, who I don't believe I've named yet, are having a spirited conversation. Um, And anyone viewing it can see at one point Ilsa is speaking to this, this, this person. And the person she's speaking to, who is a little bit younger maybe than Ilsa is, uh, sort of gasps and like looks horrified for a split second. And then after a moment and another sort of reassuring hand from Ilsa collects herself, um, at which point Ilsa will hand her the, the package that she had stashed in her coat. 
and then this person will disappear into behind a door into the inner workings of this church. And Ilsa will come back over and rejoin the guards people, basically. After the guards have or after the the, the, the miracle has been performed, the priest will turn to the three of you and introduce himself. Says, uh, welcome to our, our church. I am Brother Istvan. Uh, you are welcome here until the storm passes. I know that it is, is quite unpleasant outside, and we have a tradition of welcoming travelers. If you need anything, please inquire with me or with uh, Henrika, uh, our, our parish keeper. I... What, what, what brings you to town? Actually, that DD podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at That DD Podcast. Intro music is Dark Matter by M33 Project and is available on the Free Music Archive. M33 Project can also be found on YouTube and Instagram. Outro music is Betrayed by Scott Holmes Music. This and other works by Scott Holmes Music can be found on the Free Music Archive, SoundCloud, or scottholmesmusic.com. The Palladium Fantasy RPG, written by Kevin Ciambietta, is owned and published by Palladium Books. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder. <laughs>